This is Red and ATL coming to you from the lovely city of Atlanta, Georgia, here with the I say fabulous again. I feel like I just used that. Stupendous. Should I just have to do I just have to end with the S. Heroic. Oh, it's just okay. You know, I'll we're take we're talking that. about nerd stuff. We are. We are doing a nerd show. So I guess that is more that's more of a, a nerd type of thing, even though we are starting to come up with gaming and everything. Are you a vigilante? Is that what you've been doing no. with your life at night? Well, no. Okay. Uh, no comment. Okay. I mean, you don't have to. We'll talk about it. When, off no the, Phoenix. We'll talk about no Phoenix there. Jones in this room. So we were talking a couple weeks ago about this Microsoft situation here, which I feel Hot off the heels. Microsoft of is making all the best moves they can make right now. I really love that Game Pass we situation. Told you, I, we we have said it since the inception the of the show: is IPs will win your console wars. They will. And they are being very aggressive. And they aggressive. really listen to our show. <laughs> and the CEO of Microsoft, that is not Bill Gates, because well, he's going through some stuff. Satya Nadella. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, listened to and our podcast an and said, CEO, that, you way. know what? That Reggie and Nick were very right. Let's buy every single triple A studio that we possibly <laughs> can and milk them for all it's worth. And that's what they did. Yeah, man. Having I love that, it, man. Ha- I mean, we we talked about that early on about is Starfield going to be exclusive? And lo and behold, man, goodness. And we and and it was it was. They yeah. paid a lot of money though. Yeah. I mean, in, in Microsoft's defense, you paid a lot. You don't yeah. pay that much money to not get something to not get something on that. Share. And we could always go timed exclusive for all your play your PlayStation people. Before you get crazy, it could be a timed exclusive, or you just have to buy an Xbox. I don't mind. There being a uh, competition, general com- actual competition of of this is to, between these now, com- now uh, consoles. The other side has to step up their game. They need some. They need an answer for Game Pass, man. Which and is it's not what, PlayStation what, now. What have it's you, not that. What have you gamed on in the last? In the last, I don't know, month. Um, playing Disco Elysium, which I'm loving See, right yeah, now. Yeah, my brother is crazy, is crazy me, game. Um, that game, Disco Elysium. Is I crazy. was uh, playing Bio Mutant. No, it's the opposite of the spectrum of very, Disco Elysium. Very unexpiring. <laughs> I didn't fall for that, man. I saw it. I saw it. The pictures, Nick. And it, sometimes it I look has, and like, yeah, it should has I? great art direction, but the voice acting is just terrible because it's all done in this like gibberish language that this narrator just sort of speaks over, and it's like watching uh, Milo and Otis. It's like this proper British guy narrating the entire entirety of like the Milo game. And Otis. Yeah, it's a great movie, but like you're not going to play a 30-hour video game with some English guy narrating your entire... Well, Disco Elysium has a lot of narration, and Disco Elysium also, Nick, is But it's a, not an action game. It's no, not, it's completely acquired taste, but I'll tell you that right now. A, it is a crime... You could play that game and hate it. Yeah. Instantaneously. Yeah. It's it's one of those, but if you like it, it's amazing. Well, I got, I'm got my amazing. Sh- I got my shooter going right now between Which, games. I've been doing. I have that PlayStation Plus. I've been doing Rage Two, just trying to slide through that. Another Bethesda hidden gem. It's okay, but yeah, that's all right. Know, I like I like fast paced shooters in between games, in between like really long committed games. But you don't play Call of Duty. But I won't play Call of Duty. No thanks. What Call of Duty is amazing. I have played Modern Warfare One and Two on the 360 back in the day, but it, I. I like a little more sci-fi aspects to my games and mm, kind of. So you don't the, you don't want to just because Call of Duty's great man. That last yeah. one, not this one, the last one. Yeah, Modern Warfare. The, the Modern Warfare boot. is amazing. Yeah. 
And uh, this if next it, one is it, at, if, if it comes on. I mean, uh, you always got Battlefield, it, or Battlefront, it, right? Yeah, you gonna that play new Battlefront? Battlefield looked amazing. By it's the way, gonna be. I'd imagine that so. wasn't exclusive, was it, or is it? It shouldn't be. I no, don't know. It's a no, EA, no, so I'm not sure why have, it would they be. have pre-orders up on the PlayStation. Yeah, store. it shouldn't be an exclusive anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody. I mean, maybe somebody buy EA. I doubt it. Um, but you have Battlefront though, Star Wars shooter. Yeah, that. I played that. I played those. Um, but yeah, I, I just do the quick shooters. Like I did the Doom DLC. Okay. This last in between games. Um, I'm just kind of looking for if if it's not Disco Elysium because my you and my brother told me I would love it. And yeah, the game that's because the game is just amazing. It's mm-hmm. different than anything you ever played yeah. in your life. And that's kind of what he was saying. He's like, "Are you? <laughs> never, you'll never wants, play a game like that." He wants me to start on the From Software games. I don't know if my heart can take it. I love those. Yeah, ran but he, all he of those. did tell me though. He's like, "We can play it co-op," and I'm like, "Okay, well then I'm just gonna follow you then because I don't want anything. Disco Elysium. You can play co-op? no." Uh, the the some of the from software games okay. like demon souls or whatever yeah they those games are amazing you know mm-hmm. no i love all the from software um games. but yeah i was gonna either start control after this not a um, bad game because i just have a back catalog i was Control's got at, a ps5 update yeah too, so and that was the thing that, i was sure. i was looking at i really liked alan wake when i played very it. alan wake ish yeah there's even sure. references to alan wake in it so um but i uh yeah i uh I've been just sort of, yeah, just sort of doing the intermittent gaming now that I, now that I have a little bit more time, I've been trying to fill it with a little bit more productive kind of thing. Mm. You know, when it was at work, I was like, I felt like I was okay. I was productive today. I'm going to come home and chill and game a little bit. And, but now it's like, if, if I start gaming, it's going to be a six hour affair if I'm not careful. So I try really? to, I try to limit it. To maybe, you know, <laughs> two, three days a week with intermittent, like, got to go out and do stuff. Even though this last week, it's been my first week of vacation since November. Uh, since I've started, it's been kind of like the first little, like, break I've had to where I haven't had to be anywhere. I haven't had to do anything. So these, like, mon- like since Monday, I've just sort of been chilling. But I had a gig with my band on Saturday. And then I have another gig with my band on Sunday or the, this Saturday. So it's been kind of busy, but not in a like stressful sort of like have to work, be somewhere, drive traffic kind of thing. All right. So, but yeah, that being said, uh, I, I have been, uh, just sort of kind of lightly gaming, um, watching Loki. I watched the first two episodes of Loki. Those were really you know, interesting. Yeah, man. I knew a lot of people who worked on it. They man, really liked man. it. Did you like Wandavision? Um, I like Wandavision more, but um, yeah, no, none of these are doing it like the Mandalorian did it for me. Um, but these other Disney shows, I mean, they're okay. I watched them. It's funny and, though, and I watched it's all a of them. Really too. good idea because Marvel already has this sort of storytelling device with the way they've released comics. Absolutely, and it's an amazing idea. I think it's amazing because you can run this thing of, for a very long. You can get a lot of, of a lot of uh, juice just, out of this, or you just sort, uh, especially Loki, if you're if you're smart. Um, but it's a lot of like, you know, like the whole Wandavision being House of M. You know, that sort of like we can make these self-isolated kind of stories within this world. And you can watch it if you want to watch it, but you don't necessarily have to. But knowing that their fan base is so rabid for content that 
they know that continuity is not going to be a problem trying to tell the, you know, Dr. Strange story of Scarlet Witch, you know, they're going to already, already assume that if you're spending money going to Marvel movies, you're probably going to watch the stuff we put out for television. Yeah, it's true. Did you like Falcon Winter Soldier? I did. Um, some of the, the, some of the, the, uh, social stuff in is a bit much, because I don't really like a ton of, I feel like some of that, it's a thin line between highlighting what social injustices may be in the world and then being preachy. So some of that, I'm not kind of like separated it's a, it's in my shows. It's a tough shows. line to walk, but I think they did it with the right characters to do it with. You as know far as like, uh, the Winter, Winter Soldier and Falcon? Yeah. I see. Just, well, just having the, having the, the kind of, preachier moments but coming from you know anthony mackie who you trust in terms of like being able to convey that message to the audience without you know seeming too preachy i think he did a really good job i really like the the what was the super soldier's name before him the the older black guy i forget his name i I remember the guy but i don't remember his name (laughs) but i do remember the character though i mean you have a whole wealth of stories you can dig into there you know what I'm saying? You've set it up now to where if you wanted to do that story, you could do that story. I just thought, you know, like you said, it got a little preachy at points, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it made it in a way that at least satiated without being over the top with like everything. As far as the, the, the message never got too much for you. Well, I, I think it, it, Balanced it out with that one line of they will never let a black man become Captain America and no self-respecting black man would ever want to. Mm. I thought that was the most powerful line of the show because it it really did kind of put it in a nutshell of like, you know, the stars and stripes mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah. And you have that old contingent of black people like uh, who feel like you're going to go through everything they went through just because they went through it. But listen, that's personal problems bro i feel you yep. but not here you yep. know what i mean so you keep it moving just like i'm glad he he kept it moving because that's kind of what people do we keep yep. it moving despite well yeah so and it comes, and i think it, i think the like you're saying it's like the whole point of the struggle is so the generations after you don't have to for sure like I, that's that sucks that it was that way for you yeah but check out my costume <laughs> check this costume out yeah well it's it i i thought yeah i thought it, it had good action it read more like uh like the captain like the captain america movies are really good in the sense of they don't play like a superhero movie they play like a political thriller very genre genre based in terms of you know i like what they're doing with i think they're they've done a good job of giving each show very distinctive feels like the mm-hmm. comics would have yeah each exactly. of these comics would be very distinctively different mm-hmm. and each of these shows have been very distinctively different just like the comics have been that being said i'm not i mean they're just not super over the top interesting to me like i'm watching shows but i'm also watching the basketball games and stuff in the background and yeah. when i'm on mandalorian man i'm almost like chair scooted up to the television yeah. type type of thing you know what i mean you're gonna, you're gonna watch book of boba yeah of course i'm gonna be there and i hope that it's amazing you know but i hope all these shows to be amazing and i do watch them when they come out like yeah. a, a day or two doesn't usually go by when i watch yeah, the shows i'm still the there new, i gotta watch the new loki tonight but i haven't seen the third one i mean it's just that they're just no okay I think right, I think it's a good way for them to give you little story points that 
are the asterisks in the future movies. You know what I mean by asterisks? When someone makes a reference in a comic panel and they have an asterisk next to the reference they yeah, make, for sure. and then they have that little thing, those yeah. are going to when they're kind of referencing back to those, the other shows and, they and give stuff you like the that. Reference point of like going back and looking at what this person said, and they can just do it by episode number. In Nokia one season or, one episode but that's, that's, four. That's my point. They don't even you know? have to do that like on screen. They can just make the reference of. You know, like the Stephen Strange thing in sure. in Endgame, where he's like, "I'm here to see Stephen Strange," and she's like, "Oh, he's doing surgery five blocks or five miles away that way. You're a little too early." You know that sort of like reference point of like the audience, kind of the in joke with the audience for sure. And so what Easter you're doing, eggs. well, what you're doing with these little kind of isolated stories is you're creating a bunch of ways of like deepening the punch of some lines or the reference point is that much more hits hits more because you were there and you saw it and you For experienced that it. Point. yeah exactly it's kind of like the sokovia accords of civil war it's like no you were in sokovia with the avengers like so when they're showing the mass death of everything on the screen you you feel that because you were there right for sure you know so i think that's a good way of setting up a little bit of like universe building yeah, absolutely. Especially mm-hmm. using Disney Plus as a um, a strengthening, an IP strengthening tool, yeah. so to speak, is amazing for Star Wars and for Marvel. Any any you know intellectual I mean? brand they have, they can just run. They can strengthen that. They can and strengthen just the lore. With build that the lore right with there. there. And if you're along for the ride, great. If you just want to go to the movies and eat popcorn, you're going to miss it. So then you bring in the FOMO into like play here and it's right. like well i want to understand everything so i've got to go watch these things i've got to digest this content i have to i have to keep up with them because what are they going to do next because mm. you got a bunch of movies coming out here in the next five ten years that are all going to reference things in these shows right in some way shape or form maybe not shang chi or I don't know how much that's going to delve in. Did you see the trailer for that? I haven't. Um, I guess I'll I'll watch it when it comes out. It's you know, yeah. We'll it, see. It, we'll it, see. It looks like what they need to do is if they want to, they because they took a gamble on Guardians and they're going to take that gamble on a couple of other people, obviously. Um, and so that being said, uh, it's going to be a real uh, test to see if. Someone like, because have you ever read a Shang-Chi comic in your life? I had never read a Guardian one either up to yep. that point. So, so that's, a, that's a solid point there. Yeah, it's you, 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 you got to hope. But I think a lot of that might be coming perfect timing for the social kind of climate right now with the, the kind of Asian racism that's going mm, on. Sure. And I don't know if that's a fortunate timing or if that was intentional or but a movie would have had to been in production they can't just that's my throw yeah, it in exactly you just in the yeah, mid-pandemic yeah. and and conceptualize it yeah, and, and come throw up it in with, production yeah, so, so i would imagine like, just, i think it's just but marvel's in pretty good timing, for that like marvel's yeah. good for that in general like having some representation mm-hmm. in their films where you look around and it's just completely absent in others i don't i think well, marvel has been very good at this and marvel has been doing a really good job at humanizing their villains Mm, which is what they do in the books too. It, that's they, like that's, a Stan that's, Lee that's going like back, going back really, in the day thing. They've done very, that's very a, good that's job an of that. old school storytelling method of right. if that makes the villain all that more intriguing because there's a truth in what they're saying. Yeah, gives you some something from their perspective. Thanos had a point, but didn't necessarily execute his point 
the best he could have, you know? <laughs> so that being said, it's like, there's always, I mean, cause if you look at infinity war as a movie, it's a Thanos movie. It's not an Avengers movie. Thanos is the main character of the movie. You see more of him than anybody really right. in the movie. Well, you, you got a lot of screen yeah. to go around with these other people. Well, yeah, a lot well, of people. You've also time film time in well, there. That, a lot of vignettes going on. That too. But now you've gotten to a point where all these characters don't need as long. For sure. You can all, you only have to put those characters who have their backstories and their universes into a scene and you, you've already done that. So now you're to a point where like, okay, well, whose story is it then? Because it can't be Captain America's story. It can't be Iron Man's story. It has to be the collective story for them. But who's the protagonist of the story? And it's Thanos. Right, right. You're getting his history. You're getting his motivations. You're getting his story. You're getting his plan. You're, and you're with him the entire way. It's true. So it's they do a really good job. And even Loki, if you think about it, what, look at the journey Loki's been on in terms of being humanized. Now he's the fan favorite. So, like, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's true. But and I think that's the problem that DC comes up with is you don't really understand the Joker's motivations. You just know he's crazy. I mean, another problem is their movies aren't as good. Well, that too. That I too. mean, if they had better movies, I'd have better understanding. Did you? Did, did that. you? We did we talk about Justice League at all? Like the four hour the Snyder version? cut? No, man. So here's the thing: I watched about the first. You know, split into chapters. I watched the first chapter. So no need to come back for the others. It's not bad. I mean, I, that's what it's I hear. It's really not bad. And, that's, and like, that's if you cool. watch it from the sense of like, compare, but it's not bad comparatively. <laughs> you know? So like, what, is that coming from like the, the, the basement, the cellar dweller that is the first movie? Cause I exactly. didn't, I, I never that's liked the first movie the at first all. Movie, nobody liked so the basically first movie, if we're comparing if, it to the cellar dweller, does it come up to the first floor? Does it come uh, up to the basement? Where does it come up to? It's definitely, it's definitely on, it's like all, you ever you ever live in a split level. Mm-hmm. It's like at that point of between the two stairs. It's on the first floor, but it kind of is turning the corner. So then, basically, it's not really a floor. It's just because that's how it was in my my old my old place. That little stair, little mm-hmm. area where you go from once. Yeah. But you can't just like it's park kind of, there. It's and there's kind enough of, room for like maybe it's, five it's, people. It's in between standing. the first floor and the second floor. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a step up. It definitely you steps know? it up in terms of like introducing some new characters really telling a full fleshed out story rather than a pop popcorn junkie kind of you know bright colors loud noises big explosions sort of Mm. thing and it's not as funny like that's the thing we would try to do all these like humorous jokes and try to lighten it up and it just it didn't need it because it's not that's not dc's lane Mm. you know like so it took out a lot of the unnecessary stupid humor and like relegated it all to the flash and the flash plays a super important role in this cyborg plays a super important I saw role that. in this I saw that like so people got to understand like <clears throat> there was a there was more meat on the bone than what people really kind of gave or people kind of gave credit to um, if you can finish it, great because the last scene it's gonna be is, rough, Nick. I'm just gonna keep up. The last scene is lie to you, pretty awesome. Between can I just fast forward to that? You can if you want. Okay. I don't think you need any of the uh, crazy content because it's almost like a teaser for the third Justice League movie. Mm, I see that he had planned. Like if you really look at what he had planned, it was going to be so vastly different from anything you had ever seen in terms of like superhero movies. It was post-apocalyptic. 
it was very like gross looking. It wasn't, it was not a Marvel movie. Hmm. You know how like in a Marvel movie, Captain America can be dirty, but still be like, you know, model dirty. These were not those type of movies. People were, you know, people were dying, you know, like it's, it's messed up, but like the last scene's really, really, really good between Jared Leto and Ben Affleck. It kind of gives you that. So I guess too, I'm not really a massive fan of those actors in those those characters. So I like, I I dug Affleck. Dug Affleck as a Ben, as a Bruce Wayne. I don't dig him as Batman. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was okay at both. I think, I think he got a rough, kind of go I mean, I don't think he's based trash. on the material. No, I'll give you know him that. I'm saying like, I think just based on the material, I think he, and I think they, he might've played it a little younger than he should have. I think he needed to be just slightly older, but look, you're getting a redo, you know, you're getting a redo with Michael Keaton coming back as Batman in the flash movie. Mm. Have you heard that? Yeah, but that's kind of strange. Don't they have Robert Pattinson playing Batman? Okay. So this is all weird. So you, this is their play at flashpoint. Oh, here we go, DC. Yep. So here we go. DC is going to the point of multiversing now. Let's just go ahead and embrace it. All right. All right. Well, they're they're going to reset a bunch of stuff with the Flash so they can get rid of the Snyderverse is essentially what they're trying to do. See, this is a, this is a lot of a corporate skullduggery, in yeah. my opinion. Well, like, and they just trying to now backwards engineer a storyline. <laughs> or they or up. they erase it and don't don't make mention of it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't like you just erase everything. Okay. Here's the new starting point. Okay. And yeah, that's a way to do it. If, if, if you're not happy with the way you do it, you can still do it in a way that makes sense. And you can keep the same actors who you already have under contract. You can still keep the same sort of like story flow. You can still make some references. You can still have some of that world exist in in context but i think if you get it in a way of like a hard stop start kind of thing because i don't think the robert pattinson i think they make reference to it in the flash is what i've been reading is like as he's like going through the speed force they'll make some reference to it um but majority of the time he's going to be in tim burton's bat gotham city see that's a lot and they're already why why do i have to think so much i have to go to work (laughs) i gotta take care of my kid well, again, they're this. trying to also set up Batman Beyond is essentially what I think they're going to be doing. So what's going on? What's the story on that? So you have Michael Keaton that signed a nine picture deal. Who Get is, out of here. He no now, way. He is now the Tony Animated Stark. Animated and no. nine, nine picture deal. Nine picture deal. How old is he? He's whatever. But that's the thing. You set it up. Look it up you, now. You got to think. So he's going to take him into the 70s, man. Keaton, now shout out to Mike Keaton. I love Mike Keaton. Shout out to Mike Keaton, by the way, because I do love the guy. But yeah, nine but, pictures is aggressive. But again, he doesn't have to play Batman for nine pictures. He has to play Bruce Wayne. Do you really think he's going to be? No. No, in those suits? Running no, he's, around? He's doing, in the suit in the new Flash. Is he doing all his own stunts? Probably not. You saw, you saw Harrison not. Ford got injured. He got injured. Why are we and now Indiana Jones is, is pushed off now. Ford anymore. He's Indiana Every, Jones. I understand you that. Are, the, the toothpaste is out of the tooth. But do we have, do we, yeah, I guess. But budget wise and all that other stuff, you started. <laughs> oh no, they're going to shoot around it. Don't get me wrong. I've seen, I've seen that happen before where your main star goes down. And so now like, okay, well, what do we have to shoot without him? We got to do two right. We got to keep it moving. But the same thing happened on star Wars. It did. If we remember correctly. It did. Like, 
He's a, he's almost an eighty year old. I think man. something fell on him in Star Wars, though. No, his, he got it crushed in the he got it crushed in the door of the Millennium Falcon. He got his ankle crushed in the yes. door of the Millennium. Falcon. I think it would crush any of our ankles, to be honest. Yeah, but you know, I don't again, think that I'm not gonna say that my ankle can hold up. Like this guy, like this guy survived a plane crash. He survived. He's like, how many lives does he? He might be in a better live? situation to take that because I haven't, you know, I haven't done any of that stuff and maybe he can take this so remember he's 69 years old yeah. okay he is uh got about four or five years on my mom and he just signed up for a nine so maybe these nine pitches are already in development in some sort oh yeah no, even, then, even if you say hey you're just forward. gonna play bruce but that's gonna what be I damn think. near 80 yeah but that's the point is like who uses old bruce wayne and who have people been begging for a big screen and who what what character is tailor made to the new way you have to make superhero films are they shooting three pictures a year is this really a three-year deal he, it, but no but if you think about it find. like robert downey jr was in a captain america movie all right you know what i'm saying he's not just he's tony stark but he can pop in wherever so yeah, that okay, 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 so okay, sebastian stan has a nine picture deal, but not necessarily nine starring pictures. But he's not going to be the guy. He's films. not even like Michael Keaton's not even the guy in the Flash. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. so now that makes a little more sense because that's just an appearance. So he can be an insulary character, okay. but being an older Bruce gotcha, Wayne gotcha, gotcha. only serves that the theory of Batman Beyond is on its way because the fan base probably wants it. It's a good way. To, and then who am I going to get in that? I can't deal with all these Batman's, Nick. Yeah. Why can't we get one character and lock this thing down? Because it. Yeah, it's just, it depends on how Matt Reeves does. Really. It's a lot, man. It's just a lot going on. I'm also supposed to Which believe I've, this. I've heard that film is over three hours long right now. <sighs> Would you watch a three hour long Batman 7 homage? It depends. I really love Batman a lot, man. Mm-hmm. It depends. But I can't like hate watch it. So it depends on the actor playing Batman and how they're coming. I can't have to have them doing them justice for me to stay around. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. I think they're they're hearkening back to kind of the Nolan way of doing it, okay. where it's very crime driven and very detective, less ninja, mm. you know, less less brooding. Um, well, brooding is part of his character, so less uh, less bulky type bodybuilder Batman is like it's kind of like a year one, but like Nolan kind of like hyper realism. Mm. And then you know the cast rounds out pretty well in it. If you look at the cast of it, you know, um, Pattinson is just going to have to prove himself big time. Like he's, he's like 10, uh, tenant was not great. It's okay. It was not, it's hard to, like I had a hard time following it. I mean, it was just okay. Yeah. And like I watch Interst- interstellar and I'm like, Oh, I get that. Mm-hmm. I watch, I watch, uh, um, inception and I'm like, okay, I get how that works. And I'm watching tenant and I have, like how does how do we get to a film that's just not that weird though because that's there's a there's a through line here for these films they're all all strange films you quit giving people half a million dollars on an idea that isn't translatable to the lowest common denominator you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i hate the fact that that has to be the way it is but if you want less high concept, you're going to have to dumb it down for your core audience. Well, are they buying? Is this all like original source material? Are they buying this stuff anyway? Well, Tenet was, I think, completely original. And so okay. was Inception and Interstellar. Like those movies that he does that are him are completely 100% him. Mm. But again, you're giving half a million dollars to 
the idea of Christopher Nolan, not necessarily the execution of a Christopher Nolan's idea. I see. So if it's high concept and it's like, if, if you have to spend 30 minutes explaining to me how it works and you can't do it in an elevator pitch, that's a big thing for me. It's like, how do you make it as concise as possible? So you don't think there's any way to do that with Tenet? Basically. There wasn't really. There wasn't. It's just mm. like guy goes forward and backward through time. Yeah. Very weird. And it doesn't really like explain like certain things. Like I get the way like it, cool special effects. I liked it. Wonderful performances. Um, Just wasn't a very followable plot in terms of like, like I said, digesting it in a way that's like, oh, okay, I get it. Like Inception's three climaxes on top of each other. Mm. It's three action scenes going on at one time. You feel like you have a situation here that you had with M. Night Shyamalan when he did Sixth Sense and he tried to recreate Sixth Sense and he never recreated Sixth Sense, but he stayed in a certain he lane. He stayed in his he lane. He stayed in a lane and I feel like maybe that's the but same it thing became you have a trope. here. It became a trope. So you have Inception and then you have the lane of Inception. Now. Well, you just you, know you just I mean? don't ever want to get there. tropish. You don't ever want to be like, oh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan's new movie that I'm not going to be able to understand or M. Night Shyamalan's movie. Wonder where the twist is. You're right. Like, you know? It's just like, you're, you can tell stories without the same, oh, the same beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no doubt. And I just think, I think stuff can be over budgeted too. Because when stuff is over budgeted, like they give too much money away, too many people come in and feel like they have to say something because there's a lot of money on the table. Absolutely. Whereas if it's, you know, a $10 million film, like it's just going to be like, oh, that's whatever. Make And you get greatness sometimes because you can work unfettered. You don't have the corporate entities breathing down your well, neck. Well, it takes a strong a head a with that bigger budget. It takes somebody who's really strong at the head who can I mean, when was the last huge budget movie to win an Oscar? I mean, they don't tend to, though. They don't. Because the big budget yeah. films that are the most popular, for, but that was probably one of <laughs> the issues with the Oscars, though. Yeah. A lot of people with the Oscars were pissed about them for that uh, in of themselves, uh, or pissed about that in of themselves, you know, because they go to, they look, watch and see what the the committee, so to speak, is coming up with. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what, what is this? So I think there's sometimes you have a big divorce between what's popular and then people try to say, well, well then, the public people don't know what they're looking at. It's what we like. like the return of the King that won the best Oscar the year it came out. And that was like a beautiful marriage of like corporate interest and art. And it was a lot of letting Peter Jackson just trusting him, you know, like putting the trust in him. He's not Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But that's also Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's again, a that's a generational that's sort a of IP. So it's more, but like it's a translation that you're kind of putting out there. But I'm just saying that's, that's where big budget and artistic integrity can kind of, that was like the last time that kind of. Well, molded. you know, too, with him, he has playing with house money because the first one's successful. So what you got to do with corporate America is you show the first what one. What you don't out realize, the park though, is the first he one. shot all three of those at the same time. Oh, I thought he shot the last two at the same time. No, he shot all three of them at the same time. It took five years to make that. So when he released the first, because I was still under the impression that. The work wasn't done on the other two when the first one was released. I mean, he had shots that he had to get off. Like there's a famous like video of him after he wins the Oscar for Return of the King. He goes and he directs a couple of shots for the extended version of like, you know, just cutaways and like shots of like skulls rolling down the whatever. And he's like, I guess I won the Oscar and I'm not done with my movie. Like, so there was work to be done, but because the there was an inherent, there was an inherent, distance, right? yeah, there was an inherent trust, knowing that 
this is a lot of money we're putting into this. And the gamble paid off after the first one. Was Peter Jackson wasn't like a no name coming out of nowhere. No, he did the Frighteners. He did Bad Taste, but he was a huge New Zealand guy. Mm -hmm. And he was the one who was like, he was the one rallying for it in terms of like getting the rights secured. And like he did the work. Mm -hmm. Um, So he gets the job. Uh, But it was a big gamble because again, like you said, Peter Jackson kind of not really known in the Western world or the Eastern world, depending on how you look at New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, yeah, it's just, it was just a beautiful kind of like, if you let the artist artist, if you let the, the storyteller tell the story with little to no, you know, interaction from a corporate standpoint, difficult. Nick. It's very difficult, difficult, but that's my point is so when you over budget these things and you say, we'll give you, you know, half a million dollars to make a Han Solo movie. You don't necessarily get to make the movie you want to make. You get to make the movie that they want you to make. So dull, dull budgets down. And you're going to see that a lot because a lot of box office hasn't been generated in the last year. I mean, they haven't been open. Exactly. So (laughs) that being said, you're going to see a lot of like, well, we can throw money at all these big blockbuster deals. But if people aren't going to the theater because of, they're scared or they have another avenue of viewing the content that hinders our way of making the money. Mm. Uh, you're just going to see like, well, we don't need to spend that money up front. What's going to end up happening is your, the models are just going to change Nick. Cause I don't think the money changes when you look at the amount of money Amazon paid for that Lord of the Rings franchise. The money's not going to change. Cause when you get into corporate money, they have endless pockets. When you get into some of these places like Amazon and Netflix, they have endless dollars. They can give you nine figures for these pictures. Yeah, but they, so you get they, the money. You're still gonna get the money, and the money will still be circulating. And then they'll have the metric for a success of how successful that movie is. Mm-hmm. It creates a whole different model. We're looking at a different business model and right now. And that's the problem: is they've they're the two forefronts of that method of metric. You know what I'm saying? You have HBO late to the game. You have Paramount late to the well, game. Well, I mean, they're you just have... entering the game. They're not necessarily well, just, late. They're it's just entering the game. Just getting there. is not so, really super taking so over the world at, it will. at this point. It, it was will. going to, for sure. Um, sure. But them not knowing or them just not realizing that the the landscape's changed is going to take an adjustment period. And that's life. And that's the landscape life. is changing. And that's fine. That's, this, is that's all cool. the, this is all the... Behind but a curtain, I think the sausage one of the making, so big, to speak. Big changes about that is anything that's going to be in theaters is going to be a huge kind of blockbuster sort of event that you have to go see your Black Widow, your Marvel movies. I mean, wasn't Marvel it always movie. that way? Anyway? Kind of, but like you would still see people say, "Now I'm going to sit this one out and just wait till it." comes out i was that way with ragnarok yes but that's because you have to make compelling films like you have yeah. to, it's the same thing that we we're talking about with ips ips rule the world i think that not just of uh corporations that might own certain ips um or you know even if it's yeah. just consumer products ips rule the world but I, you look at that you look make at movies but look at see. wb wb had harry potter they had the dark knight trilogy they bought up, didn't they have the Hunger Games? Or is that Lionsgate? Uh, I don't know. They, but I mean, they've had IPs, billion dollar IPs. Mm-hmm. Where did that money go? What do you mean? Like, again, like you've you've had like these I IPs. I mean, when they were sold, they weren't sold for a box of staplers. They were sold for billions of dollars. They so were clearly, sold for a lot less billions of dollars than what they paid for it. 
Well, in certain cases, if we're talking about AOL, Time Warner, we can go into a whole business case here. I'm not going there, into business. I'm just saying from an IP standpoint, massive reason Warner, Brothers Warner Brothers has dropped, itself in this Warner situation. Brothers dropped the ball on a lot of their IPs. But that's throughout time. Though. That's, throughout, that's not necessarily on a no, custom I mean, streaming or in the last 12 but months. But that's what I'm saying, though. From a quality standpoint, they've just dropped the ball on a For lot sure, of their IPs. Because they haven't been able to even hold pace with, with Marvel. Yeah. They haven't been able to hold, hold serve. And you think they should be able to. Yeah. They haven't. But that's the, yeah, exactly. You think they would like, you know. <laughs> I mean, their cartoons were for a while. And I don't know why they didn't go 100% all in on that animated universe, you know, because it was working for them. Um, you but, got Long Halloween coming out. Yeah, I, see, I saw that. It's going to be good. Um, I, I the only thing, got, the only thing Marvel or Warner Brothers really has right now, if they really lean in hard and they really go hard in this aspect of their video games. Okay. Marvel hasn't really put out a great game minus Spider-Man. I mean, but Spider-Man was the most recent. Yeah. But Avengers bombed. Avengers did okay. Uh-huh. The Ark- But you look at the Arkham series. You look at uh, the new... Uh, gotham knights game you look at this i mean that's new, kind of like, what have you done for me lately like yeah. they, they need to come out with something better because even now the marvel game is the one that's out you know they don't have any out at all to compare it to so until they actually come out with a game like that gotham knights needs to come out and be good yeah. before i give them credit for um because that the spider-man game is a good game yeah it's a fun game to play solid game the uh batman series i would hope would be good it's not really a bad series. I don't have any reason to think it would mm-hmm. suck. I like the developer, you know, so I don't think that that would be a bad game. But the Superman games aren't great. Like they no. don't have, they're do they trying, have any. They're trying. Oh, you got Superman Returns. You have Superman. So you have all yeah. of those. You have these IPs that you could have a treasure trove of good gaming, mm-hmm. just like you could have a treasure trove of good movies. Superman but your execution just, has Superman to be there. Superman is just tough to translate to a game, though. I mean, they just have to have yeah. good game developers. Yeah. The same way you have to have good people to bring your IPs to life on the, on the big screen. You know, their execution seems to be lacking across the board. Well, because they're resting again, they're resting on their laurels. They're saying, Oh, it's Batman. Everyone will go see Batman. And it's everyone like, should. Yeah, right? but if it's not good, people that, that IP is gonna suffer because of it. You just don't take you don't take certain gambles and they really don't. They really like we we tried to get some Warner Brothers stuff cleared for Doom Patrol, and they wouldn't even clear it for us. And we're a Warner Brothers DC property. Right. So they're super protective over that stuff. But then you see some of the stuff they put out and you're like, you're not that protective over it. I mean, look at the Catwoman Batman fiasco going on right now. <sighs> we could talk about that all day, but I'm just saying they're super protective of like the image of these characters unless they feel like the our tour taking the reins is worthy of like telling the story, you know, and well, Josh Whedon wasn't to, that guy. To their, to their defense, from what they've gotten, can you... Blame them from being protective all of a sudden. Look exactly. at what you've gotten. Well, no, they've now, all, they, you probably should have yeah. been more protective in the beginning. Yeah. And you wouldn't have gotten, you wouldn't be in a situation that you're in now. So they're probably tired of handing it off the reins to people. Yeah. And then it's sucking. Yeah. You kind of have to hold some <laughs> things close to the vest. Just, but that's, that, I think the main point is like Warner Brothers has really just dropped the ball on their properties. And, and like you said, IPs in any sort of fandom are going to drive validity right that's what keeps them at the table they can keep running that batman you're Mm -hmm. still gonna get excited for batman next year you're gonna get excited for the batman the year after they can they know that they know they can keep giving tries at it yeah there is a harry potter game coming out so we see supposed to be pretty uh triple a title so we'll see what it looks like you know we'll see if they're they're good at kind of uh monetizing that i just i'm not excited about anything coming out of e3 so really nothing not really well sony really wasn't there yeah they literally weren't there they don't do e3 
they i didn't really see anything that was like well that'll be fun because most of it was xbox stuff you know any, yeah any big... microsoft took advantage of that moment i really like microsoft did there from a corporate standpoint but they took advantage of the moment having the stage to themselves they usually st- sharing that stage with nintendo and sony took advantage of the moment i thought that was pretty good for them um We'll see. We'll Hopefully, see what Sony happens. has something brewing, right? You know, we'll Hopefully come back on. Just, we'll do another show when Sony comes back on. They're for another two ninety nine moment. <laughs> you know what they're waiting for is for them to be available. Maybe they're waiting for yeah, they're not them saying, to actually they're not so they can actually sell anything. consoles. And then they can sell some, uh, say something. Then, and we'll be back probably around that time here. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be back before the consoles will be back, though, man. Mm-hmm. Those consoles might not be coming into twenty twenty two. I got mine. You know what I mean? Me too. This is Reg ATL. <laughs> Listen to us on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. See you next time. Tina's eating all the chips.